I have an experience from when I was working a summer job at a state park. I don't know if I should even be talking about this or not, but I think people deserve to know what is out there. I was working in a state park in northern Idaho. It was mostly an office job. Sometimes I got to work outside, but not very often. Most of it was boring stuff like selling park passes and making camping reservations. I worked in a little building at the park entrance where cars would drive up to the window. There were offices for two park rangers in the back, but I never really went in there. Everything I needed was up front at my workstation. Everything was pretty routine in the months leading up to my experience. Like I said, it wasn't a difficult job. Sometimes we would get insanely busy, but in between the rushes, I would have a lot of time to myself. The rangers really didn't care what I did in the slow times. As long as I was available to help park guests as soon as someone showed up. Oftentimes, I spent my free time drawing. This is relevant later. We had gotten a couple of phone calls about wolves in the area. I didn't think it was that abnormal, given the part of country we were in. I was given instruction to transfer any calls regarding wolves to the rangers. I was just a college kid trying to make money, so I didn't question it. Not to say I didn't like the job, but I just wasn't invested in the wolf issue. Then one day a park guest comes to the office looking for one of the rangers. They claim that a gigantic wolf with human hands had tried to break into their tent the previous night. They said the wolf went on both two legs and four, like it was both man and beast. It was probably the strangest conversation I had ever had before in my life. He waited in the lobby for one of the rangers to return. He started telling his story, and the ranger pulled him into his office. It was definitely weird, but I wasn't too concerned at the time. I assumed he probably took something the night before and was seeing things. That or some weirdo tried to break into his tent. I was always taught that a man was the most dangerous creature you could run into in the wild. Even bears tend to steer clear of humans for the most part. Anyway, it was maybe two weeks after that incident. I was working in the office during one of our slow times. Like I said before, I usually entertain myself by drawing. The problem that day was that I had run out of paper. I looked under the desk and the paper was out there too. I knew the rangers both had printers in their offices, so I decided to sneak into one and grab a couple of sheets. It was completely innocent. I wasn't looking for anything, just a sheet of paper to stave off my boredom. I passed by the ranger's desk to reach the printer when I saw a manila envelope laying there, labeled Creature. Curiosity got the best of me, and I looked inside. There were multiple reports of this wolf man, and a map documenting locations and dates of the encounters. They were all over the area, including several places in the park that I worked, and there were photos too. Most of the photos were of damaged property, like tents and RV campers being torn apart. There was this one photo of a hard-sided RV that was nearly torn to shreds. It looked like something you'd see from an angry grizzly, 
But there were photos of the tracks too. And the tracks were definitely not bear tracks. They looked like wolf tracks, just bigger. I dug through the photos in the envelope until I came to one that showed the creature in its entirety. It was just like that man had said. It looked like a cross between a man and a wolf. The photo wasn't super high quality. It looked like it had been taken from a decent distance away, but you could see the creature well enough to tell that it wasn't some sort of normal wolf or bear. Maybe it was a person in a costume. I don't know. I never saw the creature myself. I went out to grab my phone and take a photo of it, but the ranger walked through the door. I knew the only person that could answer my questions was right there, but I dared not say anything. What I saw in that envelope was unnerving. I did my best to just go back to work, like nothing happened. Less than a week later, I was scheduled to work five days in a row, but one of the rangers told me to take the next two days off. I thought for sure they found out I had looked in the envelope. At that point, I wasn't just afraid of getting fired. I was afraid of getting in trouble with the government or something. That is, until I caught up with some of my coworkers. They were also told to take those days off. From the sounds of it, the park would have no staff for two days. At this point, I knew there was something going on or something they were trying to cover up. I drove past the park on my day off and in front of the entrance had barricades across it. I could see the outlines of vehicles in the parking lot. They looked like military vehicles to me, but I'm not super well versed in that kind of stuff. Whoever they were, I knew they were out there hunting the wolf creature. We all came back to work like nothing happened. The reports of the wolves had stopped. I did manage to get a chance to sneak into the ranger's office a couple of times, but I couldn't find the envelope anywhere. I wish I had more answers, but I never did find out anything more about it. I was driving through the woods of northern Minnesota to a cabin I had rented for the week. I am an amateur painter, and I was looking forward to having some time to myself to work on a few projects. I was not at all prepared for what I found when I got there. I saw something odd on the drive-in, but didn't think much of it. At first, I thought it was a moose crashing through the undergrowth with its antlers. I was terrified. Even from the safety of my car, I pulled over to see what it was. The creature wasn't too far from the road, but it was summer and the foliage was so thick, I didn't get a very good look. Whatever it was, it was making quite a ruckus in the woods. I saw the outline of its back, but that was about it. And as soon as I realized it was roughly the height of a moose, I immediately got back onto the road and continued my drive. I had heard stories of moose attacking vehicles for no apparent reason, and I didn't want to find out if they were true or not. The cabin was roughly six miles from the spot on the road where I saw what I thought was a moose. I'm not a big outdoors person. I didn't plan to venture too far away from my cabin. I figured I would spend some time outside painting the landscape, but that was about it and seeing the moose on the drive made me a little extra cautious. The cabin was quiet when I arrived, but I hadn't expected anything less. 
considering how deep in the forest I was. I didn't notice anything strange until later that night. The first sign was the smell. It was a faint smell. I couldn't pinpoint its location. It seemed to be constantly changing. It was an organic, rotting smell, like spoiled meat. I searched the cabin for anything that could be causing it. I checked the refrigerator, the freezer, the pantry, but I couldn't find anything. What was strange about it is that it only showed up at night. This happened the next three nights. I would notice the smell just after sundown and it would linger around the property throughout the night. By morning, it was gone. I ended up calling the owner of the cabin and expressed my concern about the smell, thinking it was maybe a gas leak. They sent out a company that day to check the gas lines, but everything was fine. No one had any idea what would even cause the smell that only appeared at night. I should have taken that as a sign to leave the cabin, but I had already paid for the week, so against my better judgment, I stayed. On the fourth night, the smell appeared much stronger than it had previously. It was about 2 a.m. in the morning, and it was so bad that it woke me up, and I felt like I could barely breathe. I went into the kitchen to get some water. I was actually coughing, the smell was so bad. That's when I heard something moving outside. It sounded like it was just outside the kitchen window. I had the lights on, so whatever it was could definitely see me, but I couldn't see it. I don't know exactly what it was, but something inside me just knew I had to turn off the light, and I had to turn it off now. I tentatively approached the kitchen window to get a look at what was out there. I could see a shadow moving around, but that was it. It looked big. My mind immediately went to the moose I had seen on the drive-in. It was about the right size to be a moose. I remembered there were outside lights on that side of the house. I made my way to the light switch and turned them on. The outside lights illuminated the area near the back of the house, and I finally saw the creature that had been stalking the property for the last four nights. It was no moose, although it was about the size of one. At first glance, it looked like an elk with longer hair. It was close enough to the window that I got a decent look at it. I could see that its hair was patchy and it was missing large sections of flesh across its body. I could see some of its rib bones and part of its pelvis was sticking out of its skin. It looked like a corpse, like some sort of zombie. I knew that this creature was the source of the rotten smell. The beast turned to look at me. I don't know if it could see me through the window or not. I still had the lights off inside, but the creature faced me like it could somehow see me. Its face was almost rotted away. I was certain I could see its skull behind the hide that was peeling off. I couldn't see any eyes. It was like there were just two black holes in its head. It watched the window for a moment, standing there, like it was frozen. I didn't know what to do, so I turned the outside lights off, hoping that it would move on and leave me alone. I don't ever remember being that afraid in my life. I was desperately trying to be quiet, but I was sure this thing could probably hear my heartbeat through the walls. It was so loud. 
It was quiet out there for maybe five minutes, but then I heard the sound of hooves on the wooden steps outside the back door. I hid below the kitchen counter, hoping it couldn't see me from the window on the door. I don't know how long I waited down there. It must have been more than an hour. I hadn't heard anything moving outside, so I got up to check, desperately hoping it was gone. I look out the window, and I didn't see anything. I turned on the outside lights just to make sure. The sight that I saw at the window had haunted me for years. The creature was still standing there, looking in. Its face was only about six inches from the window. I couldn't stop myself. I screamed. The creature was taken aback by the noise and left the porch, but I don't think it went far. It wasn't until morning that the smell was gone. As soon as daylight hit, I had my things packed in the car and I drove out of there. I'm convinced that thing was haunting me. I don't have anyone else to tell this story to. My coworkers didn't believe me, but I swear this is true. I was working at a small family-owned pizza shop. It was around 11 p.m. on a Friday night. I was alone in the shop, waiting for the driver to come back from her last delivery so we could close the shop together. She texted me that she would be there in about 30 minutes. We always closed with two people, so I had to wait for her. I had all the doors locked and had a little bit of cleaning left to do that I could hopefully stretch out for the next half hour. I thought I heard someone pounding on the door, but when I looked, there was no one there. I went into the kitchen to prep for the crew tomorrow, and I heard the pounding again. It was definitely coming from the front door. I headed out there to check it again, and again, there was no one there. I figured someone was trying to be funny, and I finally stopped checking after the third time it happened. But whoever was banging on the door obviously didn't like that, because as soon as I went back into the kitchen, I heard someone tapping on the window. They obviously saw me through the window, going back and forth, checking the door. And when I went to the kitchen, they followed me and decided to harass me there. I was getting fed up with the situation. I opened the window and I was about to yell at whoever was out there playing this silly joke. There were four kids standing below the window. All of them were between seven and 10 years old, if I had to guess. It was dark outside, so I couldn't get a good look at any of them, but they all appeared to be wearing Amish-type clothing. We do have some Amish people that live on the outskirts of town, but that would be about 15 miles from here, and I've never seen any Amish here at this time of night. The kids said that they were lost and asked if they could come in. Of course, I told them yes. I wasn't quite sure who to call about four lost Amish kids but I wasn't going to leave them out there in the dark. I told them to meet me at the front and I would unlock the door. As I was walking to the door, I immediately realized something was wrong. I don't know what tipped me off. I just knew there was something off about these kids. They beat me to the door, which they shouldn't have due to the layout of the building. I should have reached the door much quicker than they did, even if they ran. I was just about to push the door open for them to come inside 
but I just couldn't do it. It's like my body knew I was in danger and wouldn't let me open the door. I started asking them questions through the door. Their story was incredibly vague. I asked them where they were from and how they got there, but they just kept repeating that they were lost. I asked what far they were from and what their names were, but they wouldn't answer. They would say that it was cold outside and asked to come in. It was the dead of summer and was not cold outside in the slightest. I knew it was a script. I thought they were going to try and rob me of something. They kept their faces and eyes down, so I couldn't get a good look at them. I thought it was because they didn't want me to recognize them if they were indeed up to no good. But that wasn't it at all. I finally told them that I didn't think it was a good idea to let them in, but I would call a police officer to drive them home. They asked if they could wait inside for the police officer. I was now certain that this was some sort of attempted robbery and I wasn't going to get robbed by a bunch of kids, so I told them to wait on the sidewalk. The oldest kid got agitated at my response and began banging on the door. That's when he looked up at me and I finally saw his face. He was ghostly pale, but that wasn't the strange part. It was his eyes. They were completely black. All of their eyes were black. He looked at me and said, it would have been easier if you just let us in. But it wasn't a child's voice that came out of his mouth. He sounded like some sort of demon. I was terrified. I ran back to the kitchen to grab my phone to call the police. The kids were already at the window when I got there. There was no way they could have made it there before me. No way. Of course, the kids had vanished before the police arrived. The police decided it was likely an elaborate prank just meant to scare me, but I knew there was something else going on. Those weren't kids. I don't know what they were, but they definitely weren't human. It's hard to explain. If you ever run into them, and you better hope you don't, you'll know. It's that sixth sense that people have that warns them about danger. That's what I felt. I don't know what would have happened if I let them in, and I don't ever want to find out.